You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire. Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are those of Dave and his valued guests and are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening. Laughter is contagious. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Good morning, everybody. It's Saturday morning and another episode of... Dave's Corner Garage. We got an interesting show lined up for you. You know, we've been doing this for 21 years, and I think every one of our shows has been interesting. So today we're going to be talking with John Carmichael, who is the CEO of OMVIC, the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council, and they're the people that regulate the car business here in Ontario. Stafford Wong is going to join us. He is with Mr. Transmission, and we're going to talk about what to do to your transmission and when to do it. Uh, as we're coming into the cold weather, there's obviously stuff that we must service, and uh, Stafford's going to take us through that. And then Jonathan Schlue is going to join us from Car Generator, and we're going to talk about the box. Alan, what's the name of that box again? It's called the Home Integration Kit. And I was going to ask you, Dave, often, do you know what the, the Boy Scout motto is? Uh, dib, dib, dob, dob. No, well, that's close. That's, that's the Cub Scouts. No, it, no, their motto is be prepared. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. You know, you don't want to wait until, uh-oh, lights are out. You want to be prepared. You want to pick up a home generator. You want to get a home integration kit. Um, and back to cars again, you know, you want to take care of your car and service it before it leaves you stuck high and dry. And, and, and then, of course, with John Carmichael, we're talking about getting the right car as opposed to the wrong one. Because, you know, there's some big problems right now with shortages of parts, shortages of vehicles, both new and used. And a lot of people are looking to buy private, and that can lead you down a very scary path, right? Yeah, and let's also talk about the big contest that we're having. Uh, we can give away four tires from Triangle Tire for your car or light truck. You're going to install them, and we're going to give you 100 bucks worth of gas so you can have your first fall trip on us. So all you have to do is go to davescornergarage.com and enter at the contest there. You can even do it on your phone. Hey, have you seen the new movie from um, 007, the No Time to Die? No. You're not a fan. <laughs> well, well, I haven't been to a movie theater in two years, Dave, first of all. Okay? That's true, yeah. That's we, true. We've, we've been enduring a plague for the last little while, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> so anyways, the, the star of this series has always been an Aston Martin DB5. And Aston Martin has decided that they're going to build 25 continuations of this car mm-hmm. and 25 lucky owners are going to buy it guess how much it costs uh hundred thousand dollars you know what i'm going to tell you after the break 
<laughs> you're gonna freak out. You're gonna keep me intense. I'm just gonna be intense. I'm gonna be waiting. Now, is 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 it a a copy of, or is it the identical car, or is it more modernized with an old body? No, no, no. It's identical right down to the fact that the driveline is an original driveline, and they've gone back to the original manufacturers, and they've agreed to produce the product that was what back in, what, 65? So, again, so, uh, so you can bet that if it rains, the car's not going to start and all the rest of those. Yeah, exactly Eng- right. Over traffic. English <laughs> problems there, yes. And, uh, and the wipers go flip. that's what i want to spend my millions on that's for sure there you go so if you're with the who's who's and the what's what this is what you want to be driving all right well what do we got to be doing is taking a break we do have to run and uh, pay some bills and we'll be back right after the break this is dave's corner garage i'm al he's dave see you in a few minutes all right All right, we're back. My name is Alan Gelman, and we're just having a little bit of fun here using our Skype to pass messages back and forth. Well, Dave, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about they're making a new, it's it's an old one, but it's a new one. It's a James Bond car. You know, cars are are neat in terms of, you know, uh, collecting and saving them because it's not just like a stock that sits in the bank. You actually get to drive it and have fun with it, eh? Agreed, yeah. So a 1965 brand new DB5S is going to set you back $3.4 million. Three, oh, wow. Wait, that's a whole lot of dough. Can you imagine when you do that bump, bump off the dealership, how much money you've lost? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have a friend. We, we have an acquaintance who has a, a roller, you know, a Rolls Royce. And, yes. and he, he only kept it about a year and a half. And when he took it back, I couldn't believe how much of a hit he had to take on that one. Yeah. And there was only so like he, 20Ks on it. I went, oh, my God. My son gave me a Road and Track magazine from 1975. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm reading through the want ads. And in 1975, I took home 125 bucks a week. My mortgage was 177 and I bought my house for 100 sorry sorry for $34,000. Mm-hmm. That was back in 75. I could have bought a Ferrari for was a 356 GTB. Right. And that was for sale for 18 grand. Wow. Today that car is worth five to ten million dollars. And your house is so, worth how much? Two. Well, well, no. So there. The point being that the car is a way better investment. I well, I should have just slept in the car. Never mind buying a house and all those expenses. There's another one here, even cheaper. One for eighty five hundred bucks. Uh, Three thirty GTC Ferrari. Um, I should have bought that one. It only had thirty thousand miles. Today that car again. Five to ten billion dollars. Yeah, but you know, well, you know, we're talking twenty twenty hindsight here. Of course, it's it's easy to look after the fact, but but how would you have guessed? And uh, don't forget, you would have had to maintain it. You would have had an insurance, and you know, besides, it would get a smell after a while because your wife would have kicked you out. You would have been living in that stupid car. (laughs) Living it, raised three kids, and. I do have a customer that brings in a vehicle, actually, and it's got salt and pepper and ketchup all stuck in the ashtray. And I'm just kind of wondering if he if he, he lives there. You know, I obviously he dines there quite a bit. You know, everything but you a know, cotton tablecloth. I'm wondering what today would be a classic car that you should keep for you know like 20 years to see what it's worth. Anyways, let's get to some emails. I got a bunch of emails that came in, and I'd wanted to to give them the um, what they deserve. Okay. <laughs> 
Hello, my question concerns my electric fuel pump embedded in my gas tank. Mm -hmm. I have a 2006 Buick. It has 260,000 kilometers on it. My concern is the fuel pump quitting on me. I drive the 400 series highways every day. What do you think? Well, it's very hard to predict, first of all, you know, what life expectancy is of certain products. I mean, a lot of people will tell you, you know, the negative Nancy's out there that your car basically is built to last five years in 100Ks and everything after that is, is you know, plus, plus, plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and those people, you know, generally t- trade cars in regularly. They don't want to get stuck. They don't want to have to worry about that. So every few years they trade it in and buy a new one. But there are things that you can do to try to lengthen the life, first of all, of that fuel pump. Um, You know, so many people, for example, I've seen a joke. You know, you got those people who drive around on empty all the time. You know, those people who drive around on full all the time. Um, Kidding aside, you know, you do want to have more gas in the tank rather than less because a lot of people may not realize it, but the gasoline cools down the fuel pump, which is, mm-hmm. as you were saying, inside the tank. So if you run that tank empty all the time, first of all, you're making it work harder because it has to push the fuel from the tank all the way up to the fuel injectors in the engine. Um, but there's no gasoline surrounding it to cool that pump off. So again, you know, you want it to, to last longer. That's generally how it happens. But I, I tell you, the times that we've changed fuel pumps, I don't know how... I, I, I don't know. Maybe you could. I mean, obviously, you've fixed cars in a long time. Most of the time, it's a case of they stop when you're trying to start the car, as opposed to quit yep. while you're running the car, right? That's right. And you bang that. You kick the tank, and you may may get the sucker to start up again. Well, that yeah. But so what I'm saying <laughs> is, if you're coming down the 400 or going along 401, you know, if it's running, it generally keeps running. Um, it, it's not a case of it stopping that way. And the alternative, of course, is to is to change the fuel pump. But you're probably looking between five and eight hundred dollars to do that for the unit, plus the labor. Uh, we just did one actually on a car, and we couldn't believe how bad a design it was. Uh, you know, you have to remove the rear end of the vehicle, take the whole differential down, the exhaust system wow. off, just to change the fuel pump. So that was pretty intense. Um, yeah, Toyota, Toyota used to have that problem, and I remember on the older ones, we used to cut a hole in the floor and then reach it uh, that way, not really removing the tank, and then just rivet the hole back. Yeah, so. well, no, when we worked for Volkswagen, actually, that hole was created at the factory, so there was a cover plate on mm. it, and all you had to do was take out three screws, use a little screwdriver to pry it up, and, and there you are. You were looking at yep. the fuel pump. You could pull it out that way. Uh, you just had to make sure there wasn't too much gas in the car, and you didn't want to drip it on the upholstery because then it would smell. Now, is it, what you're also saying is maybe you shouldn't want to own a car, but just sort of lease a transportation facility. In other words, you're leasing the car, and then you hand it back, and then you get another one, and you hand it back, and you try and keep the costs down by not going too extreme on the car that you're buying. Well, a lot of people do that. You know, they keep it till it's, again, you know, three, four years. It, things are starting to wear at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to put tires on. You have to do brakes. And a lot of people, especially younger people who want to keep up with technology, and all the new things, you know, the car business is changing so often, so quickly. We have more toys on a vehicle now than we ever could have imagined mm-hmm. back when. Remember, Dave, when, when you had an FM radio as well as an AM, you thought that was the latest and the greatest. Hey, I had an electric aerial. <laughs> all right. We got to shut it off right now. No, forget about turning it on. We got to get her down and uh, take a break. But after the break, we're going to be talking to Stafford Wong. He's going to tell us all about how to make sure your car's transmission is ready for the winter. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. 
know, that tune is in my head, and I, I, I can't help but think about it over and over again. Hey, Mr. Mr. Transmission. Well, we got a friend of ours on the radio right now. we got Stafford Wong of Mr. Transmission. How are you, Stafford? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Excellent. Dave and I were talking before about vehicles that people like to keep them a long time. Uh, what's best to do? I mean, can you, can you just pray, or should you take care of it? Give us some tips here. Yeah, transmissions are, are uh, very finicky nowadays, but yeah, maintaining the transmission and changing the fluid is something that we certainly recommend as a, a preventative method, method of uh, ensuring you don't have problems down the road, especially with a lot of these new CVT transmission fluids um, being uh, burnt very quickly, you know, 50 to 60,000 kilometers, you want to start getting them looked after. So definitely, that's a de- definite recommendation on our part. Hey, Dave, have you driven a CVT? Yeah, they drive kind of funny. I, I mean, they, they force them to shift, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they force them to make feel like a shift, but they actually don't. Is That's correct. It's, it's more like a snowmobile than it is a, than a, than a regular transmission. And the way it feels, yeah, it is different. It is different. But uh, yeah, the technology is there. It, it was originally designed to save fuel and uh, be much more fuel efficient in the way the vehicle works. But uh you know, the pulley assemblies, they do seem to be problematic in some of the manufacturers nowadays. Now, are you able now, to find parts to rebuild these? Yeah, um, we, we deal with Berkeley Standard. That's a manufacturer for the OEM companies, and we are able to access a lot of the pulley assemblies and the belts that are required in the, in the rebuilding of the CVTs. I'm, I think we're probably one of the few companies out there that are able to do this uh, rebuilding process, and uh, we've been quite successful at it over the last three or four years. We've uh, done quite a few. All right, let's get back to it. Like the whole idea is to avoid having to rebuild, right? Definitely, definitely. What is it? (laughs) Go ahead. Original question: the the fluid change is a real, a really good way of uh, avoiding it. That's for sure. What does it generally cost? You know, can you throw a number out at me? Yeah, for the CVT specifically, you're probably going to be in around the three hundred to four hundred range, just because of the cost of the fluid. Um, You know, primarily due to the fact that we buy, like for example, a Nissan. Centra, we would use the CVT fluid that Nissan makes specifically for their vehicles. And, you know, those fluids can be, you know, 25 to $35 a liter. Um, we have some CVTs from Acura and some of the new ZFs from Acura. Fluids, believe it or not, are $70, $80 a liter from Acura. So it can be pricey, but on average, you'd be figuring around $300 for the, for the, for the general uh, fluid changes. I don't know if Dave's going to be happy about that because, you know, he likes to shop at Walmart for a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, I can we see the do. guy crying because he's got a transmission leak. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. $32 a liter. Holy oh, mackerel. Yeah. Get yeah. a bucket. So <laughs> explain to the people what CVT actually is. And the constant velocity transmission is, is, is a new design, as I mentioned, and it was primarily designed to, to provide greater fuel efficiency in the, the, the newer vehicles. And it works off of, as opposed to um, the old-style methods of uh, clutches engaging in drums. You have a pulley that, uh, there are two pulleys, a primary and a secondary, that move back and forth with a belt, and that engages the transmissions, um, I guess what we would call traditionally shifts, but it allows the vehicle to, to speed up and, and slow down without you really feeling a, a gear change. Well, Stafford, a lot of manufacturers don't even suggest changing it. Um, we have a, a conflict here. What do you think? Yeah, we spoke about that briefly the last time, and there are some companies that do put a tag on it there and says it's a lifetime transmission to it. Um, yes, the fluid can last a lifetime in that transmission, but it, it, it is not something that we recommend because it will eventually break down. And when they are used, you're getting 50, 60, 100,000 kilometers, and 
there's a lot of grime and sludge that can build up when the fluid becomes worn. Mm-hmm. And subsequently, that can gum up your valve body, your valves, and, and ultimately cause problems. So I think what they mean is the fluid can last the life of that transmission without being changed, but ultimately, it probably will lead to some you know, um, the, the problems with the way the vehicle performs. Are there any warning the signs years. beforehand? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times transmissions will act up, and and the uh, the consumer doesn't realize, you know, a, a hiccup here and there, a, a little jerk, or you know, it may happen once every week or two weeks. So it doesn't really seem like a, a major issue, but that's really the transmission saying something's not quite right here, and um, you know, we should be looked at. But most people don't think it's anything major because it only happens once or twice in a while. And we just keep driving. Now, Mister so T we- offers free uh, inspections, eh? Exactly. So I was going to say the same thing. Um, We offer a a free diagnostic service. We call it a multi-check procedure. Um, And what it involves is a road test. We'll bring it back and and check all the transmission's external controls. And sometimes we can catch a problem very, very early with a simple speed sensor problem for $50, you know. Well, that's great. So MrTransmission.com is the best way to reach? Absolutely. MrTransmission.com. You can find a location right across Canada. We have about 65 locations, and you know we're all offering free uh, multi-checks to, 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 to the vehicles out there. And a lot of times, believe it or not, over half the cars we check, you know, they could be exhibiting symptoms, and it might be something very, very simple. There you go. Stafford Wong, thank you very much for taking the time. We do Thanks appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. Mr. T, that's your friend in the transmission business. Well, speaking of uh, cars and uh, where to buy them and whatnot, you want to buy them from a dealer. And we're going to have John Carmichael after the break, who's going to explain why. Do you want to go into the wild world of, uh, you know, cutthroat people and taking a bad chance? I don't think Meet so. Meet me at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the gas question was in the first segment, Dave. Oh, no, I have an office at McDonald's. Oh, I thought you still had gas. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and of course, we always have the best guests. And who we've got up this time is John Carmichael. He's the president of OMVIC, the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. How are you, John? I'm good, Dave. Good morning. No, my name's Al. Okay, let's get it straight. Was that Al? Sorry. No problem. I'm the other Dave. Yeah, Dave and Al, Al and Dave, it blends nicely. Well, speaking of confused, you know, con- consumers can get confused. A lot of people think, you know, that because a car gets a safety check or they're buying it from what they think is a registered dealer, they may not be that. Um, and as far as protection, you only get protected if, if when, John. How do you get protection? Well, first of all, and uh, it's a great, uh, great question, OMVIC is the regulator of the, um, of the uh, sales process for car dealers we uh our job is to regulate and oversee the sales activities of over 8,000 dealers and 30,000 sales persons across the province i got another phone ringing here i'll just turn it off my apologies i thought i had my phones off um and so um when you buy a car our dealers ombic dealers are registered they're certified in automotive law and ethics they fall under the auspices of the Motor Vehicle Dealer Act, and our job is to regulate them. Now, we are a consumer protection agency as well. So when you buy a car from a registered dealer, OMVIC is there to ensure that you've got a backstop if you do have a problem uh, in the purchase. Now, most most dealership sales are pretty smooth. They're, they're flawless. But sometimes things can go wrong, and that's where we can be an assist and a help to consumers to try and get things right 
When you buy privately, you don't have that same type of protection. Uh, and, um, and frankly, uh, when you buy privately, you don't know if you're buying uh, from somebody who is just selling their personal vehicle or buying from an illegal dealer, a curbsider, whose business it is uh, unregistered to sell multiple vehicles uh, to unsuspecting consumers. And these cars can create all kinds of problems, be they vehicles with rollback odometers, who have had previous damage to them, whatever the case may be. And, of course, the, the, the important part here is that it's private, number one. It's not from a licensed dealer. Number two, there is zero protection, really. There really isn't. And, and Al, as you know, we have uh, a compensation fund as well that is, uh, for lack of a better term, it's the safety net for consumers. So let's take, for example, a dealer gets into financial trouble, has sold vehicles, and something goes wrong with your purchase from that registered dealer. The communicate or the uh, compensation fund is there as a backstop, as a safety net to ensure that dealers uh, are made whole again. Now there are certain criteria in terms of qualifying for that um, uh, compensation uh, fund solution, but uh, at the end of the day, the OMBIC, uh, OMBIC um, regulatory role. Uh, protecting consumers and providing education to consumers combined with our compensation fund. We're there to help, and that's what our job is, and we do it all day long. Hey, Dave, have you ever seen a car with a rolled-back odometer? Many times. You usually uh, stuff that comes from out of Providence, mm-hmm. you know, Manitoba, where they don't register and things like that. Usually they're like 300,000 kilometers, and they come in with 150. And, you know, there's a telltale. You know, parts are worn inside the vehicle. The pedals are worn. Uh, the bodies are braided. And uh, there's telltale signs. And one of the things that, that John should touch on is that a dealer who's not straight doesn't pay off the lien on the car. You buy the car, and now all of a sudden somebody's knocking on your door and asking for money. And this is where Omvik comes in and says, you know, uh, we'll pay it out and we'll take care of it through the fund. Correct? Well, that that's exactly right. That's where the compensation fund can be a tremendous assist. When you've got a, a lien on your car and you go to trade that vehicle in, you want to be certain that the dealer has proven they've paid off that lien and you've checked with your bank and that that lien is now cleared. If you, uh, and, and listen, uh, particularly in these types of sales where you're dealing with curbers, and we've seen it in others, but um, if that lien is left on the car, we've had heard stories of people coming back a year later where they're saying, bank just called me, I owe $5,000 on my uh, car that I traded a year ago. They kept up the interest. I thought they were going to pay it off. What do I do? And that's where we can step in and mm-hmm. be a real help. Right. So going back to the to the, to the donut shop lot, looking for the guy who sold you the car, you're you not going to get him. <laughs> no, not you a- look for that. Looking for that OMVIC registered sticker uh-huh. uh, on the dealer's door is an important part of doing business. And uh, I visit dealers all the time, and I carry those stickers with me. And if for some reason a registered dealer doesn't have one, I leave them a few, and they put them right up on their. Uh, on their showroom doors. Now, if people want to find out, because you guys do prosecute bad guys too, eh? We do. And, and if yep. people want to find out if the place they're at is, is, is on the bad list or not, how do they do that? Well, I, I, the best thing to do is go to omvic.ca. That's, the, uh, that's our web portal, our website, where we can provide all kinds of information from knowing your rights 
how to buy a car, online sales. As you know, there's been some changes in, in through the pandemic where more and more vehicles are being sold online. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we have tips available for consumers and how to buy online. But also, if uh, a dealer has been sanctioned or, or prosecuted or charged in some way, uh, gone through our disciplinary process uh, for activity that we disagreed with and been found guilty, their names, uh, those dealer names, are registered on our website. And you can find them and find out if the dealer you're doing business with is, uh, is okay. And now, to be absolutely uh, clear, most dealers do not show up on that list. It's very few, and they're they're far between. But occasionally, you might find somebody on there that would surprise you, and and that's unfortunate because that's. Um, but it does give you the protection to know what you're dealing with on the way in the door. We had that a couple of years ago. There was a couple in Markham that were rolling back odometers and fixing wrecks, and uh, it was only a couple months later they were in operation again. Changed the name a little bit, changed the ownership a little bit. So this is where you have to be really careful. Well, and that's those are the curbers. Those are the illegal guys that are doing that type of work. And, and Dave, you mentioned I, uh, cars being brought in from Quebec. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Quebec is, um, is another jurisdiction entirely. We don't, we don't regulate in Quebec. But the, if, a, if a vehicle is brought in from Quebec, the dealer has to disclose that on the bill of sale. Or if there's been any damage on the car, or if the odometer isn't what it's showing. But uh, typically when that starts happening, those vehicles are brought in and they're, uh, they're transformed into something that looks pretty, but it's not what it appears. So be careful of that type of uh, private sale and make sure you know who you're dealing with. Question. You know, no, another, another. Go ahead, Dave. I was, was, was going to say another form of fraud is upgrading the model. If it's an XL, all of a sudden they put an XLT sticker on it, and it's worth more money, but it actually isn't. And I mean, so there's that, another that form of fraud that's out there. You know, a lot of people like get a Carfax. Um, is that something that's that tells you all? And is there any protection from that? With that. Well, Carfax has to be provided on every used vehicle sale. It, it's part of the... Uh, Is that the, the rule dealer. now? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you don't want to take your vehicle without a Carfax. Now, the, the, mm-hmm. only, uh, the only challenge is make sure it's current and make sure it's run very, very recently. Uh, occasionally, uh, we've seen situations where if the car has been in a, uh, an accident of some sort and uh, there's some disclosure elements, uh, it's possible that those, uh, those, that damage has not caught up with the Carfax. But generally speaking, Carfax is a very, um, a very comforting document to attach to your vehicle purchase to make sure you know what you're getting, the miles on the car, kilometers, any damage that uh, has occurred on that vehicle over its life, whatever the case may be. Do you ever see where Kerbers will provide this and, and maybe it's not real or it still, you know, leaves a lot to be, you know, desired? I never doubt the creativity of an illegal dealer. <laughs> they, they show up and, listen, if, uh, if you're buying from somebody privately, check their driver's license, check their, their identification to make sure they are who they say they are. When you go into an automotive dealership that's registered with OMVIC, and again, there's 8,000 of them across the province, new and used independent dealers, uh, buying or leasing. They will have a, um, they will hang a plaque, uh, behind their desk or there'll be a, a plate on their desk that certifies that they are 
registered with OMBIC and are certified in automotive law and ethics. These are the people who have taken training to understand what, what consumers expect in understanding their rights. And, and if there's a question, call OMBIC, because that's what we're there to do. We're, we're there to provide tips, to uh, advise you on your rights when buying a car. In fact, Dave, you and I were chatting about our new advertising campaign mm-hmm. that, uh, that we're very proud of, and it's, it's all about talking to millennials primarily about their, their buying rights, and it's all free. You come to OMVIC, you don't pay a dime to come to our website, get our help, and we're happy to do that. If you need some handsome people for those videos, though, you should be calling me and Dave, you know. You guys <laughs> have to do that work? If you put enough makeup on my bald head, it, get, it gets rid of that shine, eh? There we go. Can I give you the numbers? <laughs> By all means. How to reach us. Yeah. If, uh, if a consumer needs to talk to OMVIC, uh, we encourage them to go to omvic.ca and uh, and check out our website. There's all kinds of information. It's free of charge. Or call us at 1-800-943-6002. 800-943-6002. And uh, you'll receive one of our uh, representatives will be happy to provide you whatever answers to questions you may have. All right, John. Thank you very much. Have yourself a great yes, weekend. Thanks. thanks, gentlemen. Have a great show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. After the break, we're going to be talking about preparedness. And Jonathan Schlue is going to be there. I hope we've got him on the line. Are we prepared? I'm getting a nod from Carlos. I think we should be good. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You know, I was just envisioning Dave in short pants with those green knee socks, eh? And uh, he's got the green shirt with all the labeled, all the little... Uh, oh, little badges about on it. Scout Jelly uniform? Exactly. And <laughs> you were always prepared. And that's what we're going to be talking about, eh? We're going to be talking with Jonathan Slew about car generator. Actually, I loaned my car generator to the contractor who's building a dock up at the cottage, and he's running his saw with it. So I came, I saw, and I get a dock. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, hi. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to another great show with you guys. Love being here. All right. We're talking about being prepared. Now, It's now perhaps someone's gone to the trouble and bought a car generator, but it, it's not just plug and play. It, it can be, but the better way to do it, John, is, is by how? By what? Well, I, we actually have a special treat for you this morning for our listeners. So what's, what's the one challenge with, with being on the radio is you can hear us, but you can't see us. So we actually have a cool treat. If you go grab your computer or your phone and go to cargenerator.com and you click on the Dave's Corner Garage logo right on the top, you can actually see a picture of what we're, ta- we're going to talk about this morning. So go to cargenerator.com and click on the Dave's Corner Garage logo on the top and you'll see. So what we're talking about is the easiest way to get backup power for your house with a car generator and our home integration kit. So the home integration kit, uh, we actually got a call from a customer, uh, Mark Mosker, in uh, Welland yesterday afternoon, and he had bought car generator mm, a year or so ago, uh, ago, and he wanted to get the easiest, simplest way to be able to hook up and use his car generator. And that's our home integration kit. So what it is, it's a really simple it's a small um, gray box that your electrician will install beside your electrical panel. It's pretty straightforward to install, and it has four switches on it. So when the power goes out, 
you don't have to know anything about electrical. You basically take your car generator, um, attach it to your car, run one extension cord and plug it into the outside of your house, and then you flip four of the switches on this little box. And it's fully CSA and Underwriters Lab approved, UL approved. It's uh, approved for installation in Canada. And it's a very, and USA, it's a very simple way that you just flip a switch from um, grid power to car generator power. And then you can run things like your furnace or your fridge, and you don't have to run extension cords in through a window and in through a door and, you know, um, and then try to run extension cords and pull stuff away from the, the fridge, away from the wall to get at the plug. You really simple and literally like, takes less than a minute or two. Um, so that's called our home integration kit. And in Mark's case, he said he's not very techy or electrical, so he just run it the easiest way or even if he was not at home, that his wife could even take this and just in a minute, just basically attach a car generator, start the car, plug in one plug and flip a switch. And that's all you need to do. Um, and we've got a super crazy good special um, for everyone today that if you don't already have a car generator, you can get everything all together for one really nice tidy price. And how much would that price be? <laughs> you get... This is the best price we've ever done, and this is our Thanksgiving special sale that we did last uh, last weekend. We're actually holding it over for this weekend, and it's nine ninety five. You get, and that's actually a value of fourteen hundred, almost fourteen hundred dollars. So you save four hundred bucks by doing this, and you only get it by going onto the Car Generator website and click on the Dave's Corner Garage logo. And for nine ninety five, you essentially have a very simple whole home backup power solution. So you want to compare that. You're not going to run everything in your house, but you can run the most important things, which is like your furnace. That'll keep, you know, keep your house warm, the whole house warm, or you can shut that off and run your fridge or freezer. You have the ability to switch on and off different things easily. So Jonathan, I've got a question that came in and the question was, does the length of the extension cord matter? That's a great question. So, um, the simplest way is if you just bought, we recommend that you use um, a contractor-grade extension cord. You can get one at Costco for $35 for 100 feet if you even need that much. But um, it's basically, it's 12-3 uh, extension cord. It's just a heavy-duty, good-quality um, contractor-grade extension cord. And when you use the home integration kit, you probably wouldn't even need a really long extension cord because the electrician can put this power inlet plug right near where your car is. And then you basically can use a fairly short extension cord and plug it in. Some people even have the this power inlet installed by their um, near in their garage or near the garage or wherever the mm-hmm. car is, you know. So one of our biggest challenges last year was being out of stock, and um, <clears throat> and so we have stock right now. So now's the time. Now's the time. It's like a fire extinguisher. It's too late to buy it when you need it. So it's better to. Order it now and get it and have it ready. Um, just a note, if you don't already have a favorite electrician, just let us know and we will uh, connect you with one of our local electricians who can install it for you. Um, so it's, it's pretty straightforward um, how to do it. That's great, you know, because I've seen on Facebook where people will go on and say, anybody in the group know a good electrician or good, oh, no, no good plumber? So, but you guys have your own vetted people then. 
We do. We have some people that know or have already installed car generators. And then we've got another really great secret trick that we've learned, no matter where you're located. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have, you can basically Google for your home address, and then you just click on search nearby, and it'll bring up a dozen local electricians, and we can help you easily find someone that can install this for you. And it's not, it's fairly straightforward. It's not a really super difficult install. Um, and it just makes it really easy. You literally have it takes a minute to attach car generator, and if you go to www.cargenerator.com and you click on the Dave Corner Garage logo, you'll see a picture of exactly what this kit looks like, and it's pretty straightforward. And you can save 400 bucks by ordering it today. And it'll pretty much yeah. go on any car, correct? It will. Yeah, it works. Car generator works with gas, diesel, uh, hybrid, and pure electric cars. We actually had a big ice storm uh, a number of years ago. And we used this with our, at the time, it was a 2008 Toyota Highlander Hybrid. And we, let, we ran for three and a half days, almost 80 hours around the clock. And it, you, it ran our furnace, kept our whole house warm. And that's a story I told when I went on Dragon's Den, too, and we landed our $100,000 deal with two dragons. Um, that's the same story. So it's a really simple way to just keep the power in your house on. It's not going to run everything. It's not going to run your hot tub and bake cake, but... You know, you'll stay warm and safe in your house, and that's it. So, And Dave's got one, too. He's ready. He got one hooked up at his cottage and ready to go. Right, Dave? I got one one generator and two integrators. Oh, that's right. You got two. Of the, yeah, I forgot that. You actually have one at your at your house in Toronto, and you have yep. one at your cottage, too. And, and right. that's right. So car generator, like a lot of people have said that they even just put the car generator. You can keep it, you know, in your house, but you can also just store it. It's so small. And it only weighs 11 pounds. So you can literally hold the car generator in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other. It's that light. It's like probably about the same weight as a bag of groceries. So um, it's really lightweight and easy to use, but it will provide 50 to 70 hours of power. Jonathan Slew, uh, we got it, Ron. Thank you very much for joining us today. Call us. You can, One other thing, you can call us at 800 750 or cargenerator.com. All right. And I will, it will provide enough power to run an easy-bake oven, too, though, eh? Because you, <laughs> you could put a cake in there. <laughs> That's a great idea. I there you go. That. Yeah, our daughter <laughs> has one of those. You may, got it. Maybe you'll throw in a cake mix box, too. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. we got to run. We'll be right back after this break. Well, there's only a couple minutes left, but Dave said he's got some breaking news. Dave? Got lots of news, lots of news. Uh, first off, uh, Canadian International Auto Show is set to return in 2022. It'll be back. So uh, February the 18th to the 27th, they expect 360,000 people over the next 10 days. Uh, but the average, uh, that's pretty good. I'm happy. So I think we're going to be doing the town hall there again. So that'll be on family day. And um We'll talk about that as it as it matures, but it, the government is allowing people to come back. And as far as COVID is concerned, General Motors, Chrysler, which is now Stellantis, and Ford have issued a policy change. You're going to have to get vaccinated to come to work. So by December the 17th, all of these are going to be in effect. And as far as the unions are concerned in Canada, they have approved this. So everybody that works for the car company will either be vaccinated or they will not be allowed into the factory. Well, so the that's hard, fascinating. Well, that strong fist is coming down. I mean, TTC just yeah. announced it as well that uh, after 
you only got about a couple of weeks left. Otherwise, you'd be walking the line looking for a job. Yeah, looking for a job, exactly. And you'll have a reputation as not being a nonconformist. So, uh, <laughs> you, can wear, line and is, you can wear that proud badge to the grave, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. you know. uh, by the way, good reminder to uh, join the contest. When it said of uh, triangle tires uh, for your car or light truck, just go to davescornergarage.com and enter. All we need is your name, email address, and uh, your postal code so we know where you live. Speaking of tires, and, uh, there was a tire question that you wanted to ask. We got an email? Yeah, we had a question. A guy only uses his tires six months of the year. Is he running his snows on the other six months? Can he double his his tire life? I think he can. Well, he can at least extend it. Well, you know, that was the whole point was that, you know, there's time and mileage, eh? It's like when they give you a warranty. You know, in terms of mileage, you may not have done it, and you could look at the rubber, and it it may look like there's all kinds of tread there, but in fact, the tires have still worn. You know, I I looked it up on the interweb today, and I I saw a great explanation. Do you ever take, uh, you know, you ever save elastic bands? Yeah, they go bad. Exactly. That's true. That's right. You find, you know, you may have put away a deck of cards with an elastic band around them, and six months later, you go open up the drawer, and 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 the cards are everywhere. Why? Because yeah. the elastic band it 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 turned to, to dust. It it evaporated. It it just cracked up and broke. And unfortunately, that's what happens to your tires as well. I mean, the tire manufacturers do put in chemicals to try to try to prevent ozone damage. Um, but they do age, and, and uh, so you've got to look at not just the tread depth, but look very carefully. You may find some very small cracks. That's the first indication that the tires are wearing out. Okay. Uh, Hyundai has recalled 130,000 Tucson Sonatas, etc., for the engines blowing up. That's a so problem. If- yeah, apparently the rods go. Mm-hmm. The connecting rods and the bearings wear prematurely, which over time can result in engine damage and stall the vehicle. Actually, the rod likes to be outside the engine. <laughs> don't you hate it. when that happens? So, Seriously. Yeah. You know, it's like, nine, 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 nine. What's that noise? I don't know. Right, 45 bud. fires so far in the U.S. on this issue. So they recalled everything, everything. And Volvo has recalled 460,000 vehicles mm-hmm. worldwide for a defect in the airbag. So if you've got a Volvo and it's an S80, 2001 to 2006, or an S60, 2001 to 2009, it would be interesting if you visited your Volvo dealer and made an appointment. Exactly. So, we want to thank our guests, of course. We've, we had uh, Jonathan Carmichael from Omvic. If you've got a question about a car that you may be looking at, go to Omvic website first so you don't get burned. And, uh, you know, it's a storm season coming. Check out cargenerator.com. Best to be prepared and have one of them units beforehand. Dave? Yep, I think it's a great idea. And you know what? We've tried it, and it does work. It really absolutely does work. So did you buy what the, can I say? You didn't buy the company, did you? No, 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 no. Because, no, no. you know, what's his uh, name did that? We got to run. Thanks, uh, okay. Carlos. Dave, thank you very much. Have a great week. Wasn't that Remington? The guy with the shaver? <laughs> Got to run. Thanks, I everybody. Thank you so much. I bought the company. There you Good go. Night, everybody. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Drive safe. Bye bye. Just a minute with Dave Renninger from Dave's Corner Garage. The CAA is more than just a towing service. They have road safety ingrained in their DNA. To talk about this, let's talk to Nadia Matos from the CAA. 
David, doesn't matter if you're going for a five minute trip to the store or a 30 minute scenic drive. Keeping each other safe should always be top of mind. That's why CAA has brought back our free slow down, please lawn signs to anyone living in South Central Ontario. These signs were a hit last year. When well-placed, they remind drivers to avoid speeding and slow down. Anyone can pick up a maximum of two signs at any CAA store in South Central Ontario while quantities last. Keeping our kids and neighborhoods safe is a shared responsibility. There are hundreds of reasons to love your CAA membership. Discover yours. You've been listening to Just a Minute. To hear more, go to our website, davescornergarage.com. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.